Hi, I'm Jim Stroud, and this is my podcast brought to you in part by Proactive Talent, the most recognized and respected name in talent attraction and hiring services. President Trump has unveiled guidelines for opening up America again, a three-phased approach based on the advice of public health experts. These steps will help state and local officials when reopening their economies, getting people back to work, and continuing to protect American lives. This is good news, especially if you are a small business owner who has grappled with making payroll, avoiding layoffs, and shutting your business down altogether. For the American worker, it is also a good thing and also a curious thing. Leaving the virtual workspace to return to the office will not be business as usual for those who do return to the office. I'll share some changes I've noticed happening now and a few predictions on what will likely happen next after this word from my sponsor. Recruitment marketing, as compared to maybe employer branding, is all about getting your message and your story in front of the right audience. It's a lot to manage and what Practive Talent does for our clients is we help centralize so you have one partner, one vendor to help you manage all those relationships. And not only that, we help you track the effectiveness of every media dollar you spend on hiring so that you know in real time that you're getting the greatest ROI for your marketing investment to attract great talent into your company. We help our clients with recruitment marketing in a couple ways. One is in recruitment marketing strategy. And with that, we really take the time to help you build the right strategy. And then we get mutual approval on that strategy before you spend a single dime. The other way we do this is through our agency of record service. This is a partnership with you where we're able to reach out to publishers on your behalf to negotiate better pricing, to execute on media campaigns, uh, and really act as an extension of your team. Some of the benefits that our clients have seen working with Practive Talents Recruitment Marketing Services is an overall reduction of 30% cost per applicant. That's really significant. It's showing that we're able to leverage great technology, programmatic, and we're also flexible and scalable. We're platform agnostic. We're always gonna use whatever the greatest and latest technology is, whatever the best platforms are to help create efficiencies in your media purchasing so that you're always on the cutting edge. For more information on Proactive Talent, visit them online at proactivetalent.com or click the link in the podcast description. With America reopening for business, companies have to take into account safety and privacy challenges that they never have had to consider before. Listen to these quotes from the technology news website, Protocol. As companies evaluate how to safely go back to work in anticipation of the day when government lockdowns lift, they are navigating an array of challenges. 
executives are talking about restricting the number of employees on site, perhaps by staggering shifts. They're looking to support workers through benefits like childcare. Real estate firms that pioneered six-foot offices in China are coaching U.S. companies on spreading out workspaces. Ford is experimenting with wearable technology like bracelets to buzz workers when they get too close. And at the center of this planning is the most potentially difficult element, testing and tracking the virus. Companies are considering a variety of testing and contact tracing systems, but as early movers like Color have discovered, rolling out mass testing is a balancing act that requires answering thorny questions about effectiveness, privacy, price, and access, while keeping up with fast-moving science and managing unprecedented health risks. Further down in the article, it reads, Whenever companies go back to work, some form of employer-sponsored testing and tracing appears likely to become the norm. At Color's first walk-up and drive-through testing site for San Francisco city workers, clinical professionals must administer or observe swab tests. But guidance from federal regulators is expected to evolve, said Color Chief Commercial Officer Caroline Savello. There's also the option of bringing testing to tech campuses. Since large companies like Apple already have health clinics on site, Savello expects to see several different models for employer testing. A lot of the risk of exposure of this disease and of transmission is going to happen in the workforce, Savello said. I think what you're going to need to see is just generally testing moving outside of the traditional healthcare system. In that rush, Firms and their employees may turn to retail health care providers like Walgreens and CVS, along with providers of so-called non-medical use tests. Many employees and business owners alike have been working from home for years thanks to developments in technology that make remote work possible. For a growing number of Americans, this is the norm. Now, amid the recent COVID-19 outbreak, Most companies and their workers are following suit, raising two questions. The first, is this working arrangement a productive one? And second, if it is productive, do we really need an office? Well, to answer the first question, is this working arrangement a productive one? A 2019 survey by Airtasker says yes. Researchers polled 1,004 full-time employees throughout the United States about their productivity their commutes, and other facets of their lives. Among that group were 505 people who worked remotely. The study found that working from home not only benefits employees by eliminating their daily commutes, it also increases productivity and leads to healthier lifestyles. It's a win-win situation that workers relish for its flexibility, but often at the cost of their work-life balance. Now, as for the second question, do we really need an office? Well, on that, the jury is still out. Some people say yes, and that the office of the future will have new amenities like touchless elevators and one-way foot traffic. Listen to this clip from uh, CNBC News, which goes into a bit more detail. 
Hey, uh, Kelly, your office may look like our office right now. Look at the video. Uh, it's mostly empty. Designers used to build in around 200 square foot per, per employee of total office space. That has fallen in half. And expect that number to go back up as designers are already running programs to help clients de-densify the office space. And speaking of office space, expect the return of the high-walled cubicle made famous in that film, though without the clutter, so cleaning crews can come in every night and spray down surfaces. Longer term, the new office may have touchless elevators, one-way foot traffic, and voice command toilet stalls. And I think some of the ways our clients are also looking at achieving this is perhaps open, opening satellite offices so that they can have the same number of employees, but they're in two separate locations. So, but surveys show a lot of employees enjoy working from home, like me, and that will be part of the future as well. And I have one client here in the D.C. area that thinks 69% of their staff may continue to work from home. And, and, but that may be on a two- or three-day basis. But that's enough of a time that there's actually real estate implications. Yeah, that is a question for the future. But, Kelly, neither designer believes the office is going away completely, unfortunately. I, you know, Jane, as soon as everyone comes back, I'm going home. Uh, but I heard Kevin O'Leary say the other day, he was, he was looking across his portfolio companies, figured he could save a bunch of money by restricting office space by 20%. I definitely think this is happening, right? Well, what you may see in the short term is teams come in on alternating days or you need twice as much office space. Or if you only have half your team in there, you're only using the full space for it, you see. So in the short term, you're going to need all that real estate because you can't have everyone in there all at the same time. One company fighting to keep the office alive are real estate giants Cushman and Wakefield. They developed this concept called the Six Feet Office at their Amsterdam headquarters with different protocols in play to keep your workers at a distance and the overall office clean. To give you some insight, uh, here are a few examples of what you can expect to see if you were to venture into their Six Feet Office. Imagine arrows on the floor that direct you to walk clockwise and only clockwise as you venture around the office. Imagine that the carpet surrounding your desk being a little bit darker than the other carpeting so as to remind people who pass by to remain six feet away from you. Imagine paper placemats that you grab as you enter the office and place on your desk and use for laying down your keyboard, your phone, and whatever else you need to be productive. At the end of the day, when you pack up, you toss that paper placemat in the trash as you exit out of the office. Imagine voice control elevators so you don't touch any buttons and stickers on the floor suggesting the best place to stand while inside the elevator. Imagine plexiglass shields between desks that are facing each other. And imagine meeting room doors where one door is mandated for entry only and the other exit only. Wow, 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 wow. I think the concept of a six-foot office is a good pivot for companies who have a lot invested in office real estate. And uh, <laughs> I don't blame them. They could stand to lose a lot if the traditional office dies off. That being said, I think the six-foot office is a useful campaign for now, but it will eventually fade away when the pandemic fades away 
And I suspect that fading away to be sometime in the very near future. Uh, In the interim, what we will likely see in the present, presuming that you are someone who has to report back to an office, I think what you're going to likely see is a lot of hand sanitizer in the workplace. (laughs) It's going to be everywhere. Uh, I think we're going to see uh, the canceling of in-person office events with 50 people or more. That's something Facebook is, is already doing. I think we're going to see stricter cleaning protocols from the, from the janitors and the cleaning crew in the office. And uh, better ventilation in your office building. That much for certain. And uh, like CNBC predicts, I think we will see the office being utilized less and less after companies assess the productivity levels of their workforce after being forced to work from home and rethinking, gee, we don't need as much office space as, uh, as we originally thought. Not, not great news, not great news if you are Cushman and Wakefield, but uh, that's just my opinion. What's yours? If you love what you heard, hate what you heard, or don't know what you just heard, I want to know about it. You can leave a comment concerning this podcast on my website at www.jimstroud.com. In addition to finding source material and related information for this podcast episode, you'll find other goodies that I hope will make you smile. And if you have not already, please subscribe to my website. Your continued support keeps this podcast train chugging down the track. Bonjour. This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor, and every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food, so come join me on Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app.